Hey performer, welcome to the Creatively Performing Arts Podcast. Are you ready to get back to your creative passion for singing, acting, and dancing again? Hi, I'm Estelle, beginner voice coach, performer, and Christian creative, and I know how it feels to want to use your God-given gifts, but to stay stuck in fear. The solution is to just get started. So in this podcast, you'll find beginner singing and performing tips, inspiring interviews with artists, and help to push past your fear so you can finally start performing again. So pause your Broadway playlist and take a vocal rest, because the show is starting and you're the star of it. Let's begin. Hey, welcome back to the Creatively Performing Arts Podcast. It's Estelle here. How's it going? Happy Monday. Let's get into today's episode. It's an interview with Sherlyn Quigley, and I can't wait to introduce her. Um, it's a longer episode today, so don't let that deter you. Don't let that pause make you pause. Okay. Um, you can just pause and come back to it later. Um, that way you can enjoy it later on uh, because it's really good and I don't want to separate it because I don't I don't love separating it. So just go ahead and take a pause if you need to. I think you'll really enjoy the conversation though. And you can always give me feedback. Let me know. Leave a review in Apple Podcasts. It really helps the show. And also you can just let me know what you thought of the episode. And that'll be great. That way I can um, keep that in mind for future interviews. Okay. So I, um, yeah, I hope you had a great weekend. I think that what we're trying to do here just is, um, is really beautiful. It has, it has the potential to be really beautiful to want to create a community of people who are starting to create again, to live creatively again by pursuing singing, dancing, acting, performing, you know, performing poetry and comedy and songs and theater and whatever it is, you know, I want you to know that you are welcome here. Wherever your creative interest is, you are welcome here. And what we're doing here is recognizing that we have gifts, we have some interest, some desire, some passion inside of us that the God who created us, I believe in the God who created us, who loves us, and who has given us these gifts to use, to grow in, and to use to to be blessings to other people, to share with others, and not to keep it to ourselves, but to grow them and to be excellent as excellent as we can be in those areas and to share that with other people i want you to know that this is the place for you you are welcome here i'm a person of faith i'm a christian i love god and i have found so much freedom in a relationship with god through christ and um and yet everyone is welcome here everyone is welcome you are welcome here because you have gifts you are a human being first of all who god loves and i love and you have gifts in you that just have you have to take action on you just have to grow in and i'm here to support you in whatever way i can whether it's through inspiring interviews whether it's through giving you tips whether it's through hosting singing workshops and confidence and um, performing with confidence workshops and whatever else i can do i want to inspire you and to help you and to support you in starting to sing dance act perform again or for the first time but specifically if you're doing this again right to know that you're not alone as you are starting to live creatively again so know that this is this is here for you okay this is here for you i'm here to support you and if you feel maybe you used to sing again you are used to sing and you used to perform and you are thinking of performing again you feel ready to you know feel whatever feel you might have around singing with confidence and do it anyway you want to be singing you want to be getting feedback on your vocal growth you want to be in a community of people right who are supporting you and get feedback from a a beginner voice coach like myself without maybe actually paying for several one-on-one sessions right i want you to know that i'm actually putting a group together this group i've been talking about and it is the confident performer group it's a membership and it's really a group that will meet online and support each other along their singing and performing growth journey by singing in group sessions twice a month You get feedback on your singing and you also get a free private lesson with me it's all on zoom it's all online and very convenient and you also get access to whatever master classes workshops i do with professional um, actors singers performers artists right and i just want you to know that you have this option you have this opportunity to really start singing and to start singing with confidence so that's what we're talking about here 
So let's get into today's episode. Oh, before we do, just to let you know, you can go to creativelybyestelle.com slash confident for more information. And it's always in the show notes. So let's get into today's episode. I am speaking with the lovely Sherlyn Quigley. Sherlyn Quigley is a dancer, choreographer, and really an icon in the dance community words that Lizzo herself said about her um (laughs) I'm kind of like loosely interpreting or rephrasing what she said but so she's a dancer and choreographer who actually made her professional dance debut in Beyonce's crazy in love video um and went on to work with artists like Rihanna Missy Elliott and currently has been touring with Lizzo since 2019 and um as well as so many other incredible artists so she mentors aspiring performers and teaches dance workshops around the world but ultimately she has a heart for letting god use her to make an impact in and through dance and helping others pursue their dance dreams too so without further ado the incredible shirlene quigley all right i'm here with shirlene quigley i'm so excited to be talking to you um, Shirlene, you're a dancer, you're a choreographer, you're a mentor to aspiring dancers and dancers and choreographers. So I'm so excited to talk with you. And um, yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know who you are and doesn't know, you know, all the incredible people that you've worked with and all the incredible work that you've done, Shirlene, tell everyone a little about a little bit about what you do, and then we'll go from there. Um, yeah, so you, I think you said it. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, um, I'm a dancer. Um, I've been dancing professionally for 20 years and I've, I've also choreographed and I'm a mentor because I've been teaching for just, oh gosh, for a long time. What year is it? 2023? So I've been teaching for like, I guess like 15 years or something like that mm-hmm. and to all around the world and I all around the world. And yeah, I just, been dancing and doing anything that's to do with dance for like a really long time. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So yeah, you're right. I kind of did this, give it away at the beginning. No, but I love. <laughs> yeah, I got too excited. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So where did it all begin? Because I talk about this on the show a lot as I interview people. Is that everyone has a journey, right? And our journeys continue on, right? We're it's still in the middle of it, but. So far, like, how did you start dancing? Were you always dancing when you were younger? Did you try anything else? Like, did you consider anything else as a career? Like, how did you get to where you are now um, as a performer? Well, when I decided I wanted to be a dancer, I had no other plan B. I was like, this is my plan. And I started dancing in, like, I would do, like, summer camp and all that stuff. Um, But I tried out for my, like, dance team drill team is like kind of like cheer but it was like dancey we wore the little cheer outfits and had the pom-poms but it was like dance we weren't like stunting it was like dance it was actually like an amazing team they were like top tier of like the NDA and everything so I was like okay I'm gonna try out but I didn't make it the first year because I was horrible at learning choreography, because all I had done was like, you know, summer camp and things like that. And then I was like, can I try again the next year? And I tried again the next year. I worked really, really hard. I would like practice like four or five hours a day for that tryout week. And then I made the team, but like barely. So it was my sophomore year and I was just really horrible at learning stuff. So one of the girls on the team invited me to go take like um, a dance class at Millennium Dance Complex. So I was like 15 or 16 when I took this class and um, I fell in love with it. I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. And so I started taking like four to six classes a day after my practice. I would go from like school to my drill team practice. And then I would be at the dance studio until like midnight. And I heard, overheard some girl talking, like this was right before my senior year. And she was talking about how she danced for Maya for $2,300 a week. And this was like in 1999. So like $2,300 a week was a lot back then. I mean, it's still pretty good now, but back then that was like, <laughs> and I was like, Oh my gosh, you make how much that's crazy. I was like, this is a job. And I was like, I'm gonna be a dancer. So it was in that moment that I decided I was gonna be a dancer. And 
I would just show up to everything I wasn't invited to. I would crash auditions. And then I had crashed that you got served audition. You know that movie? I don't know. You're kind of young. You know that movie? You got served? Um, I don't. I don't think I've seen it. I think I've heard of it, maybe. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, that makes sense. I know my age is showing. <laughs> Sorry. How old are you? I'm 24. Okay, 24. Yeah, you're young. It's okay. That's a great twenty four. Um, so that movie, I crashed it, and um, the choreographer was like, "Oh wow, you you got really good," because he was one of my first teachers. I was like, "Oh thanks." And then I had got kept to the end of the auditions, and then I heard people were booking it, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't book the movie, but that's okay. I made it to the end." But then his agent called me because he had asked me at the audition. He's like, "Oh, you don't have an agent?" And I said, "No, I just came to this audition, um, not invited." <laughs> I crashed it basically. <laughs> and so then he referred me to his agent who's still my agent to this day. I signed with her and then Beyonce was my third audition. And I was like 18 going on 19 and I booked it. And that was my first dance job 20 years ago. And so the rest is history. So that's like the evolution of how I became a dancer in a nutshell. <laughs> wow. How yeah. old were you when you were like, I'm horrible at this, but you kept going. Was it, you said well, your sophomore year? Well, my first, my freshman year, I didn't make it my, my eighth grade going into my freshman year. I didn't make the team, mm, but my sure. freshman year going into my sophomore year, I made the team. So I was basically on the team my sophomore year. And I remember that summer before we went to school, I was just like, I'm horrible. And we were in summer camp and like, they teach you at summer camp, not summer camp, but cheer camp. Um, they teach you like three routines in one day. And I had never learned that much choreo in my life. And I remember just like still trying to think about the first dance when we were learning the third dance. And I just felt like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be here. And I would be like, I was like up all night, stressed out, trying to figure out the steps. So yeah, I like really sucked at first. I don't think people believe me when I tell them that, but I like, I didn't suck. I just, I sucked at learning choreography. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Like most people wouldn't believe, like even when you were saying that, I was like, really, surely really? Cause I've seen you dance now. I'm like, okay. But the thing is like, everyone has a process and hearing you say I was horrible and going from, I was horrible before freshman year before sophomore year to like I think it was you said at the end of your senior year when you heard about the girl who was making $2,300 a week and you were like you made what you said is that I decided like I made a decision and I think that sometimes we think that okay well I'm not Beyonce today so why even try why even start like I'm not gonna be you know making $2,300 you know dancing or more dancing every week so why even take that one dance class you know because you feel like you're horrible or you feel like you're not good enough, but everyone has to start somewhere. And so it's so good to hear your story and to hear where you started. And like a short three, three or so years later, like look at how it turned out for you. And, and then of course you've had years and years now of doing so many different things, but like it wouldn't have happened if you had given up after that first like rejection, that first defeat. Yeah. I didn't make the team. Like what's his name? Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan basketball team so I always tell people yeah it's okay sometimes a failure is like it's a blessing and even me being the worst on the team was a blessing or I wouldn't have been invited to dance class where the other girls that were good or good enough and that's they were comfortable so they never stepped into those studios you know what I mean whereas me because I was so bad I needed that dance I needed that girl to invite me yeah, you, know. you needed that extra. You got that extra support that you needed to then like catapult you so far forward. Walk in a door that I didn't know existed. Like I would have never known about dancing being a job if I wasn't the worst on my team because I would have just been going to my team rehearsal, and it yeah. probably was a high school thing, you know, not a career. That's so true. So after you, I mean, there's just so much beauty to your story. So after you went from you know auditioning for Beyonce, you booked Beyonce. Um, that's crazy in love, right? Mm-hmm. The music video. Oh my goodness, one of the original dancers in Crazy in Love. So that's iconic. Okay, <laughs> and then from there, no big deal. From there, you go on to do so many different things. You know, was it like that job was like the biggest turning point? And then from there, it was like up from there. Or did you have like ups and downs from there? I mean, just like anything, I think life, there's ups and downs, you know, especially when you you dance with these big artists, there's these big highs and then you come home and there could be like silence for a minute. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I've had lots of different, I guess, like turning points in my career. 
you know? Um, even like when I had one of those moments where I felt like I was home for too long and I was like, okay, let me start teaching. So, you know, yeah, there's been lots of different catapults. Like even when I decided to uh, move to New York for a while, when I first moved there, it was like God putting on my heart and I had booked a show out there. But then once I had moved out there, I taught in LA, but I started to teach a lot more. And then I started to teach more overseas and, and those were different doors. And then when God put on my heart to go back to LA in 2000 and at the end of 2018, it was right at the end. I want to say the end of 2018 or top of 2019. I forget. I have to like look back in my journal <laughs> to remember the exact date, but it was like, it was like a winter. So it could have been December or January, or maybe I, I might've came like December cause the holidays, but I feel like I moved back January, but either way it was like two weeks after that I had the Lizzo audition and then I booked that. So it was just like a very full circle of just like all of the cool things in my career and like doing this job has been almost kind of like, um, like the cherry on top of the whipped cream type of thing, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, there's been lots of turning, but like, this is a turning point. Like I'm 20 years in and now I'm like dancing for, you know, an artist that is like the first artist to really, you know, showcase all sizes in that type of aspect. I know that I've been having plus size girls here and there, but this is such a, you know, thick girl type of movement and being a part of that. And then also just able to, you know, be on a job like that and be myself. And I'm also studying ministry right now and, you know, able to say, be in a space to say no, like she lets me say no to things. Like I'm not comfortable doing them. And um, I'm also like dance captain on that job. So I'm like, Oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> I wanted to be dance captain in high school, but here I am. <laughs> at Casually. That's kind of cool. It's kind of cool that, you know, I wasn't dance captain in high school, but you know, I'm dance captain for an now, international superstar. It's fine. Kind of cool. So it's just, it's cool how God, there's always different pit of little like moments in my career, but there's always been 100% ups and downs. Yeah. Um, that's life. Like, especially as an artist, cause we don't, we don't, have a nine to five. We don't, you know, right. we don't fuck in like that. Yeah. I love that you talk about, you know, God put this on my heart and then God led this to happen. And, you know, one of my, one thing that really drew me to you when I first found you on TikTok, which is where I've, I'm like so lucky and blessed to be able to connect with so many people on social media and be like, to see people, especially like you interacting with your faith, in that way, you know, publicly, and then to talk to you now, and like, you're the same way, you know, you're just you, you're very personable, you're very authentic, like that is very, it's so beautiful to see. And I think it's also really helpful for people to hear who are like, oh my goodness, like God has a space for my gifts. Like if I love to dance and sing, like there are spaces for me, you know, God can open those doors for you. God actually has a purpose for those gifts and God actually really wants to use them. And so like, can you talk about your faith and how that's related to your journey with dance and how, like, did you ever, anyway, let's just talk, let's just start with like your faith and like how you felt God has really orchestrated your relationship with dance and your ability to um, use that to fulfill his purpose for your life so far. Um, so I, the thing with faith with me, like I wasn't brought up in like a faith house type of thing. Like I started going to church on my own. And then my parents started to go to church. They were like, we probably should go with our kid. Oh. <laughs> Funny. And um, I was like super goody two shoes, like do 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 do. And then I booked Beyonce. And like, I will say with me, um, my testimony, like I realized now that I'm older that I really dealt with, and this is something I pray about all the time, just like spirit of rejection, you know? And and because I did go to like, I'm, 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 I'm biracial. My father is white, my mother's black. Um, but you know, I went to like a predominantly white school. And so like, there was like four black girls. So there wasn't a lot of us. And, you know, it made me really sad too. Cause like a lot of times I talk the way I talk, but I'm also from the Valley. <laughs> My mom is black, but she's very like, hello. Like, so the black girls would be like, you talk like a white girl, you this, that, and that used to really hurt me because I was like, wait, this is just how I talk. And then I went to an all white school where it was like, oh, well, you're the black girl. And it was like, never really 
like feeling cool or fitting in and the boys being like, oh, you're the friend, you're not pretty. And I look back at pictures of me in high school. I was so pretty. I mean, I was beautiful. And so feeling super rejected. And then all of a sudden I got thrown into dance and I was a pretty girl (laughs) and I was an innocent pretty girl. Um, A lot of the things that I said I would never do, I did. And peer pressure, I take full responsibility. Nobody put a gun to my head, but the enemy is smart. And he knew that I dealt with wanting to feel accepted. So he knew that peer pressure could get me to do things that I said I wouldn't want to do. And then all of a sudden I was the cool girl, you know, I was hanging out with the cool choreographers or the cool dancers in that cool relationship. And I was with this guy and it was just all kinds of wrong. And he was like choreographer, but he was I don't want to say anything too much because if anyone knows who it is, I don't want to talk bad about him, but it was really a lot of bad stuff. Like I dealt with a lot of heartbreak, heartache, and a lot of my nose became yes. I felt real, like a lot of shame. And so I kind of stopped having a relationship with the Lord. I stopped going to church. Uh, I knew he existed, but I just didn't have a relationship with him. So in my twenties, my early twenties to like 26, I was just out here booking jobs, doing my thing. And then it was like 27, a lot happened in my personal life. I finally left my, that guy. I mean, and it was bad, like getting other women pregnant, things like that. So I was dealing with heartbreak and I, my parents, you know, were separated and it was just like a lot of different things. And then my dad, it was like during the recession, that first recession we had. So he like lost all his money and my mom had to, we lost the house I grew up in it was with me and my apartment with three dogs. Like I was just like, I felt so overwhelmed. And I remember I was like on the floor screaming at God and, you know, I would never talk to God like this ever again, but I was like mad at him. I was like cussing at him. I was like, if you're effing real, do something. Kelly, I talked to him like that. And then I got a phone call as I was yelling at him. I'll never forget this. I got, I was like, and it was my agent and I answered the phone. And then I booked like this Pepsi commercial out the blue did an audition for it. And like my family, like we needed the money. So I remember it was like Christmas. I had to pay rent. My mom's living in my house. My dad's sleeping on my grandma's couch. Like, and my dad was living in Bill Gates neighborhood. So it was like, we came from, yeah. So it was really hard for my family. Sometimes when you have a lot to lose, it's like the, the bigger the fall. Right. And yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so I was like, what? And you know, a national commercial, like I remember I made like, I don't know, a lot of money. <laughs> let me not be tacky but it was a lot of money um it was you know like five five figures like yeah you're good yeah yeah <laughs> and I was like wait what to my agent and they're like yeah you auditioned for this director a year ago and they just wanted to directly book you and I was um, like and I and I was literally yelling at God it was like he called but I know oh it wasn't God. and I was like what in the and in that very week one of my students when I was teaching she was like you know your heart and the way you treat other people as like the heart of God. But like, I was just wondering when's the last time you went to church? And I was like, are you inviting me to church this week? She's like, yeah. Do you go? And I was like, I used to. And she's like, well, do you want to come with me this week? And I was like, yes, yes. Cause oh I'm like, God, Hey, that this is happening this week, you know? Yeah. And I went and I remember I went to the state and I could feel the presence of God. I was crying worship. Like I just, I could feel the presence of God. I remember when the little tithing bucket went by me, I was like, oh, things are tight right now. And I had like $5 cash. I was like, you know, let me just put it in there. Cause I wanted to take $4 out. I want to put the five in and then take four out. I was like, oh no, you can't do that. I was like, no, I'm gonna trust God. I booked this commercial. It's just five bucks. And I remember I put it in there and then I got a phone call. I was in church and I, I was like, I got to call you back. I called the guy after it was a choreographer. And then the next day he booked me for teaching and he's like, I'll pay you $500 per class. And I was like, and not that this is a prosperity testimony, but God knew that I needed that. And he, I, we were in such a rock bottom that it was a miraculous, you know, type of thing. So it was after that Sunday, I didn't stop going to church. Like I literally even would do jobs and be like, give her on Sunday. I'd be like, do I need to come? Because I, I might be late. I have church. People were like, I'm sorry, what? I'm like, if it could, like, it was crazy. When I first started going back to church, like I was just madly in love. I would sleep with my Bible. Like literally I would be like, I want Jesus to sleep next to me. And so I would open up my favorite verse and I would just like lay it there. And I just started to really fall in love with the Lord in a way that I never had before. Whereas even when I was a kid, I really loved God, but I didn't, I didn't seek him like the way that I was 
at this point. And so, yeah, then he, I mean, life has changed. My dad started going back to church. I remember he, God gave me a word and I was like, God's really proud of you. And I was like, he's watching you. He's about to change your life overnight. And then my dad got an overnight email that financially changed his life. And yeah. Like it's great. Like, and my family's fine now. Like my dad is fine. And it's just crazy how much has, you know, been okay since then. So it was around 26, 27. I started to really dedicate my life to the Lord again. So then going back into dance now, like a believer and now I'm booking jobs. It was interesting. Things started to look different. And I started to be like, I don't want to do this no more. Or I don't want to, this is not me. I remember I was doing a show and it was like a burlesque show. And I was like, not that if anyone hears this, that's doing this, I'm not saying that God doesn't love you, but this is the thing about there's condemnation and then there's conviction. And if God puts something on your heart and you're convicted, you have to walk that out. And that's why I'm like, even recently I laid down an engagement and I really haven't talked about this publicly, you know? I laid that down because the Lord told me I had to. And so I have to be obedient and I have to honor that. And the nobody, when I was walking that out is because I thought it was what he wanted, but I wasn't really asking him, you know? And I realized that when he told me no, like I couldn't, I couldn't shake the no. And I think that's what, as believers, we have to also be really sensitive where people are like, oh, the Holy Spirit didn't tell that person that. Like, you don't know what the Holy Spirit told someone. And even me as a dancer, and I'm sure this is like probably a question that you had, like being a dancer and being in this industry or being honestly anything, even a doctor, like you could be like, well, if you believe in God, like can't God just heal? Yes. But he's called me to be a doctor because there's also this medicine and me being a man of faith that also understands science can do wonders in the medical field. Whereas someone like me, I'm a dancer and God has really, I mean, I pray about it and God is still like, no, I want you to still dance. Cause I literally just like got the filing back for a nonprofit, you know? So I could be like, I'm just going to do ministry, but God's like, no, like I need you in this because he also put me in places where maybe someone that works only at church, they're not going to be able to talk to Lizzo. Lizzo knows how she also loves Jesus. She knows how much I love the Lord. And who's to say what her life doesn't look like 10 years from now? What if there's a seed like that I sow in her? And then 10 years from now, we see her out here with a gospel album. Because if she starts making gospel albums, them albums going to sell. Now, then there's those Christians that be like, how is she going to do a gospel album? Because they have this, they are actually the ones, in my opinion, with the veil on. It's like, you don't, I am a Bible type of Christian. I believe in the Bible. And if the Bible says it, I believe it's true. Even some of the things that I've walked out that maybe had contradicted that in the past, right? But it wasn't until my conviction plus the word that nobody could tell me different. And so even for me, once I started to give my life to the Lord, where at first I was doing this for that show, I felt fine. I was literally backstage in my bra. Also on that job, I said I wouldn't show, do the pasty. They were like, oh, you have to do paces. I was like, y'all gonna have to give me a new bra or something because I can't do it. So even then I was still kind of putting my my foot forward. But I was, you know, some Christians could look at me and be like, ain't no way she a Christian out here doing a mm. show bra and a panty. Meanwhile, I'm waiting till marriage. Mm. You know, all these other things that maybe someone that might be pointing at me aren't doing, but who cares? And I was doing the show, felt fine about it. I'll be reading my Bible with my bra and my underwear on backstage where the manager couldn't stand me. She was like, the Bible, she called me the Bible, B-I-C-T-H. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because I used to say, no, I'm not comfortable this. Oh, you're such a, why am I such a B? Because I'm not comfortable. But mm-hmm. the liar, not calling her the devil, but you know, you know, we know. So anyways, but one day I remember being in that atmosphere and God was like, this is not where I want you. And I heard it. And so then I was like, I'm sorry, I quit. I'm not supposed to be here anymore. So it's like, for me, I've said no to a lot of things, but it's only when I hear it from God. And now I'm, my walk is the way it is where there's some jobs, let's say, for example, like, I don't want to say anything mean about people because not that I'm, I care about the council culture, culture, but I also believe if that person walked into my church, how would I treat them? That's why I get a little iffy trying to be like, 
calling artists out for satanic looking stuff, you know, because I'm like, it's satanic, but I want them to still come to church. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, for example, let's just, there's Lizzo twerking and then there's other artists. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's just say one of those artists a rapper let's just pretend she's a rapper because we kind of put our head around that if she called me to audition for her I my my initial response would be like oh heck no and then God might be like yes I'm sorry but what God yes actually I want you to go and work for that person now there's gonna be a bunch of Christians that be like how is that girl a Christian out here working for and now I can say it because I'm not calling these people that but if they're like oh no she can't be a Christian out here working for Megan Thee Stallion or Cardi B or whatever. First of all, Cardi B actually believes in the Lord. So let's just say, let's put put it like this. God says, yes, go dance for Cardi B. There might be something that transpires between us where if I'm in the room and they're saying, okay, we want you to go lick a girl's face. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't do that because that's just not what God wants me to do, but I, I can do those steps. Or if they're like, okay, Shalene, I want you to go, you know, grind on that man. Oh, I'm sorry, my faith, I can't do that, but I can do this, this, and this. Me saying that, if I get fired or kept, might have planted a seed in someone like her. And then five years from now, you see her abstinent, waiting till marriage, her her husband went to Christian therapy. We don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. But not that I'm saying anything's wrong with them, but what I'm saying is we don't know. don't know it's so true oh yeah and so it's like even like I know that there was this whole viral thing of like the Sam Smith now let me tell you something me as a dancer I would not have been able to do that piece that's what would have happened in that rehearsal if I had went there I've been like oh you know what God loves everyone in this room I cannot do this because of my faith I wish y'all the best God bless you God loves you and I, I need to remove myself now that's not me telling them they're going to hell that's not me but that's me planting a seed of like, I can't partake in this. Right now, I think we need to, as Christians, be aware of not saying we can say I can't partake in this, but we cannot say, oh, he is demonic. Oh, he is that. Oh, he is that. We, we can't do that because we don't know what his why is. And this is the thing. He might not know what he's doing. He just might think it's cool or he might know. I have no idea. Him and God knows. And that's, guess what? That's what, that's their job, right? But so that's why like in entertainment, I think it's such a specific job to be in this where we stand firm in our nose, but we don't, we don't come, like, we don't do it with an offensive spirit. Yeah. You know, like I think to myself, like if Jesus came now, I mean, we all know he's going to come again, but let's say the 13, the not 13, the 12 disciple thing didn't happen yet. And mm-hmm. he's coming up, but let's say it hadn't happened yet. Let's say if it was like now, I always yeah. tell myself, he would have been a rapper. Then disciples would have been like, <laughs> cause like how music gets to so many, so many people fast. Right. I just always make that joke. But like, I think to myself, what would Jesus be like in this type of industry? He would probably be like out here with Drake swag, but with Lecrae's heart. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that way that you just put that because Jesus was a storyteller. Okay. Jesus was the ultimate creative. He would, he loves creatives. I tell people God loves artists so much. He loves the arts. He loves storytelling. So I love that. (laughs) That's so funny. He never, ever like, he never called people out like the sinners, like uh, except for the people that were, the Pharisees that who were calling people out. And that's what's so funny. The people that got called out more were the people that said they were Christian or Jew, not Christian. They said they were believed in God. Isn't that interesting? And I see that now for Christians. I'm like, I'll be calling that that Pharisee spirit. I'm like, don't do that. Don't do that. Because God, you know, I I try to tell my friends, I'd be like, let's not point out the sinner. Let's just point out the sin. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, you know what? I don't think God wants to do that. Like, if Lizzo were to come to me and be like, hey, Shaleen, you think God would be okay with this, this, and that? I'll probably be like, well, let's look at the Bible. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Right. But yeah. I'm not going to ever go to her and 
I'm not even gonna use her example because she's really awesome. But um, I'm not gonna, I'm just not gonna go up to anyone that I don't have a relationship with. That's another thing that people have to remember. Like Jesus, like there was always a relationship built, even if it was in within a moment. Like if yeah. it was like came to him, she touched his garment. He didn't go over to her and was like, oh, you got blood. Like, you know what I mean? There's relationship is so important. So if God's placing us in these places to have relationship with these people that have influence in the world is a specific reason for his glory. And we just have to be so arm, put our armor on so that we can discern what our yeses and our nos are and to be just so ready to serve God with our gifts at all times. So it's like being that person in the room that might not be partaking in everything around them you know, but still doing their job and like loving people without a haughtiness attached to them. Being like, oh God, don't want me to do that. Cause that's not, that's not nice. <laughs> you just be like, I'm sorry. I'm not, you don't even just sometimes say God, just be like, I'm not comfortable. They know. <laughs> like, I don't want to do that. She's like, oh no, she's going to be like, she, you know, she'll even send me a little funny things like there was this little faith thing that she sent me talking about that remind me of you and I'm like she knows who I am and that's so awesome and she loves mm-hmm. that about me. and I think God will place us in those rooms like he he's the ultimate father so he can give us anything so we just can go confidently knowing that <laughs> oh my goodness Shirley <laughs> it's so obvious to me that you're like a teacher because you break things down so clearly and oh. you speak with so much conviction. Yes. And, and, and it's clear that you're a mentor. I'm sure you're also a speaker that you speak. I don't know. Have you ever done speaking engagements? Cause you give Not me that. Kind of like when I teach and stuff, I'm speaking a couple yeah. times spoken at events but like no not a lot I'd like to do more of that that'd be cool I wouldn't be surprised if you do the way that you told your story first of all like you gave me so much oh my goodness this is so good you've given us so much already you've been very generous because the way that you told your story and your family's story like that was very personal and vulnerable so thank you for sharing because I know that's not always easy to talk about but thank you because people heard your testimony, like that was your testimony, your family's testimony in that. And of course it related to dance and being an artist too, but like, it's so beautiful how God met you in those spaces, even when you were like dancing, you know, and not really paying attention and you were doing your art, you were using your craft and growing in that. And God was still there and God was still ready, like beckoning you back to him, like, come on girl. And then he gave you this opportunity. And then another opportunity came about when you were obedient to him you know, walking in faith, going to church and giving that tithe, like that was just, those are acts of faith, all right? That's not about like following certain rules so that God loves me. Like, no, God already loves you. You're walking it out. You're walking in that faith and believing like, you know what, God, I'm here for this. I'm here for a relationship with you. I love you. And I want to, I want to know you more and I want to, you know, and then from there, of course, God's going to use you to do amazing things and to, you know, grow in your gifting and stuff. And then, to hear you talk about, you know, being a person of faith in this industry and how you have found such a way to walk in conviction and to walk by faith. That is powerful. That's so good. I love everything that you said. I feel like I need to go back and listen to that over and over again, because I'm still, you know, new to deciding to, you know, act and perform professionally. And I'm, you know, it's all very new to me, but, you know, even already I've already encountered situations where I'm like, I know I'm the only Christian in this room and, you know, I'm, you know, God, like, let me be a light. Like, let me just be, share the love. Let me just share your love. Let me share your grace. Um, And it's, and it's hard. It can be hard to stand in your conviction, but I love the way that you word it of like, you know what God said this, like, this is what God has told me. This is how, this is what, this is not aligned with my values. And it's so genuine and it's not condemning in any way. It's just genuine. You're just being yourself and who you are as a person of faith like it's shining and of course like you said you're planting seeds all over the place and I just thank you so much that was so good you have you have just answered like 50 questions that I could have had and you answered them beautifully so thank you oh awesome thank you of course um it was on my heart like saying how this is new to you and you're 24 Mm -hmm. I was like encourage you with like I know people that started at 24 and started late 
they've become very successful. So don't allow, since we serve a God where time doesn't even exist and we know that he will give us all the years that the enemy tried to steal that 24, 44, 14, four, it doesn't matter if all things work for good for those that are called according to his purpose. So whatever it is that God is putting on your heart to do, just continue to do it. And there will be so much purpose in that. And that's just something that God put on my heart to say right now. Cause I think sometimes, I mean, I remember when I was 24, how I thought that, that was so old. I was like, oh, I'm going to be 25. I look back now and I'm like, I'm going to say right now I'm young. Cause <laughs> it's, it's you are. so much. Cause I would have never even thought I would still be out here. 38 touring you know what I mean so you don't know what God is gonna do and how he's gonna do it we just know that he's gonna do it I know that's for me when it comes to marriage and kids I'm like okay God but he's gonna do it (laughs) I just don't know or when yeah thank you so much yeah patience is awesome so yeah you're welcome. Yeah, that really means a lot. I mean, I think, yeah, like if God gave you that desire, whether it's for marriage, whether it's for starting to sing, perform, like take that action and trust God. Like that's something that over and over again, I have to remind myself of and God finds ways to remind myself, to remind me of that, like speaking through you. So thank you for reminding me of that. I needed that literally this week. So thank you. Um, yeah, I, I, I love that. I think, um, and I really relate to you about what you said when you're talking about, you know, growing up and that spirit of rejection, I think is so interesting to talk about for anyone who wants to get into the arts at all, because, you know, you, I was talking to Nyla Watts and she's like, she's in um, Hadestown touring, like the national tour of Hadestown. I, I don't know if you're into be- uh, musicals in Broadway, but I love I that show. Hmm? I, I am, but I don't know this one. That's okay. Yeah. It's a show um that's like based on like Greek mythology it's really beautiful if you have a moment to check it out but I was talking to her and I was telling her like you know when you people start start to hear that you're getting into the arts all I think is of like oh rejection rejection discouragement oh no 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 you're gonna hear a lot of no's and it's true like there is rejection but the spirit of rejection that you're talking about that like attitude of feeling constantly rejected you know I think a lot of people can relate to that in general. And then on top of that, wanting to do something in the arts, it's like, okay, you're calling me out. Like I'm feeling that rising up, that fear of rejection is already rising up in me. You know, I grew up also, I'm, I'm the daughter of immigrants, Nigerian immigrants. So I grew up, um, you know, I went, had the privilege of going to private schools and I was, pre- you know, predominantly white schools. I was not, I was one of like, I was the only one in my very small grade only black girl in my very small grade for a few years and you know just like one of the few in the entire school you know so I I understand that like feeling like not you know not African enough for the Africans not you know American not black enough for the black Americans not white I mean I'm not white right so I'm not white enough for the white (laughs) people or American enough for it you know it's just like this feeling of who are you it can be really easy to give into that feeling of like constantly being rejected and you have to decide that like, no, like I know who I am in Christ. I know who God has made me to be. So if, you know, for people who are listening, who maybe have dealt with rejection or fear of rejection, like even if it's just in small ways of like going to a dance class and messing up the choreography, like that can feel like, and like someone looking at you a certain way, like that can feel like such deep rejection. And then they're like, you want me to go back to that dance class? You want me to keep dancing, to keep singing when there are so many reasons why I shouldn't. So like, what do you have to say about for anyone who fears that rejection and that discouragement? I just want to encourage you to try to not be afraid of it. Um, I mean, I believe, I believe in deliverance. I wish I was delivered from that before I started this industry. Um, I mean, I'd be praying that out of me every night. Um, Mm. I'd be like, God, I'm still dealing with that spirit of rejection. Get it out. Jesus. Um, but, um, you know, just really just try not to be afraid of it because it's going to happen. And like every no is a yes waiting to happen. Someone told me that once and it really helped because that one yes, all those no's are going to mean nothing because that one yes can change the rest of your life. And it could be like 50 no's before that. Yes. You know, um, 
Because if you get no, 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 no. And then yes to booking Lion King. Well, all anyone's going to be talking about is that you booked Lion King, right? Everyone's going to go, wow, she's in Lion King, she's in Lion King. Um, so who cares about the notes? It's all good. Yeah. The notes are fine. And I know this might sound cheesy, but God loves you. And you're not alone. And the thing is, is like, I have to remind myself of this all the time too. Like, we're not even living for this, this, this on earth. Like we're living in this, but not for this. Right. Well, I feel like that was a word. <laughs> um, preaching. Okay. Like we're in, we're living in this world, but we're not living for it. And so it's like our final destination is heaven. And let's say, you know, I really do believe with all my heart because God, when God shows me something, I'm like, oh no, this is happening. But like I'm a husband and children that's happening. But let's say it doesn't happen. I'm still hoping for it because that means God has something for me when I get to heaven. Like there's going to be a bajillion children around me because in heaven, you're not, you're not even married. So like, you know, I don't know what God's plan is, but I know that it's good. And I know that he has not rejected me because, you know, Jesus died on the cross for me, for everything that I wouldn't even know to apologize for or to repent for. He died for that. So I'm good. I'm straight. Like, it's all good. Like, okay, this job doesn't want me. This person doesn't think I'm this enough or that enough. Whatever. It's all good. You know? So if that, I hope that helps. Yeah. And the- God wouldn't put it on your heart if there wasn't a yes. So just try not to stop before the yes. Just keep going. I love that. Thank you. That was your faith is very inspiring. Oh, like thanks. I said, you speak with a lot of conviction, and it's just natural to like you're not even. It's no. There's no pretense. There's no putting on airs. You're just like, this is what I believe. Like I know it, and it's like as you're saying it, you're reminding yourself about it, and it feels like very real for you. So thank you for sharing that. Well, that's such a problem. Thank you. I will say like, honestly, God has changed my life and the, the love that I have, I get emotional and talk about God. So if I cry, cause I'm like, you know how, when you feel it coming, but you're like, not gonna let it happen. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> no, like, I don't know. I just know he's real. Like, and just not even just like because of faith, but because I've seen it, you know, I have seen things that when I'm praying, like I see his feet, you know what I'm saying? Like I see it and I feel it and I know it. I can smell it. I am so excited about it. Um, God has showed me things that I ask him, why did you show this to me? And it's like, he's like, cause I know that you bought that life. You going to tell anyone anything. <laughs> I tell you to tell them. And I know even on my heart urgently, it's like, there's just an urgency because I mean, I don't know if it's our lifetime, but I do wouldn't be surprised if it's our lifetime. Like he's coming so soon and soon to heaven. I don't know what that looks like to us, but it's soon. That's so exciting. That's so amazing. So if I get to be a part of planting a seed because I do want heaven to get bigger. And I think that's why we have to be so wise with our words because, you know, I saw someone make a comment and this has nothing to do with dance or anything, but it was like the Jeffrey Dahmer, how he said he, you know, gave his life to the Lord before he died. And some people were like, Oh, that's BS because he did all that. You can't be a heathen your whole life. And then just, you know, say you're sorry and go to heaven. But I was like, but actually you can you can. So I just don't want people to be a heathen their whole life. Not because them being a heathen is going to affect me, but it's going to affect them. And I don't think that people realize that when they're in bondage or in living in sin, it's actually not as fun as when you're not living in sin. Like when you have to have a drink or when you have to get high or when you have to have sex, it's not as freeing as when you don't. Like when you can literally wake up happy and excited with water, <laughs> like that is freedom. There's kids that live in a little village somewhere that don't have access to the things that a lot of us have access to. And they're so happy because they have that in God. Because life is simple. You know, you don't have to be famous to be happy. You can literally have some, a garden that you get to pick your tomatoes from 
with your children and be just as happy as someone that has billions of dollars who actually might not be as happy. But I would hope that the billionaire has the same happiness as the person picking tomatoes because they will be if they have God. But if you do not God, and I know some people will disagree with me, there's not anything in this world that can truly bring you joy. It's just not possible. I know it. And I know that some people say with different faiths, they feel joy, not the kind of joy that I see people that believe in Jesus have. No, I've never seen a religion with our Jubilee. There's, I, there, I don't see it. Yeah. So, and everyone goes against our faith so much that I know a house cannot go against itself. So that's why Christianity is attacked. If you make a Christian joke, nobody cares. You make a Muslim, a Jewish, or this joke, the whole world gets mad. It's wrong. I think mm-hmm. joking is wrong. But what Kanye West said about the Jewish statement, if he had said it about a Christian state, Christian statement, no one would care. And there's a reason for that. It's because a house cannot go against itself. The enemy is not going to go after that because they want us to be made fun of because it is the truth. Jesus died on the cross. The Holy Spirit is, we have access and God is the father. Like that's on period. I want everyone to be excited when King Jesus comes. Not He's nursing. preaching a word up in here. Oh my gosh, Charlene. Yeah, so that's why I'm uh, that is, And that's why God has put you in the spaces that he's put you in because obviously you're going to be a light without question. Like you're not going to hesitate you. <laughs> to be your light and to, no, because like you said, you want heaven to be bigger. You genuinely care about people's relationships with God um, in the arts, especially like being around the people that you're around and and it's so it's so beautiful because we need people like that in the in every industry but you know especially in the arts industry you know where it's so impactful the arts are impact so many people around the world and so it's so beautiful that you are there in those spaces bringing that light bringing that true joy the truth about who Christ is and letting your light shine oh my gosh you're amazing um I know I don't want to take up too much of your time I definitely want to touch on your new ministry you were talking about it and just like talking about teaching and you know how God has like led you into teaching and then now into like dancing uh dancing disciples ministries um how did that come about how did teaching come about for you and and do you feel like that's a part of your role as an artist because I think that a lot of people um would like to maybe like do their art and then also teach it does that, how does that work for you? And did that impact the, your reasoning for starting your nonprofit? Yeah. So I started teaching heels classes because when I was dancing for Beyonce, I hated dancing in heels. And then I kept getting booked to dance in heels. And I was like, Ugh. So I would take other people's classes in my heels and people were like, oh, you should teach this. And I was like, no. <laughs> and they're like, no, you should. And I was like, wait, what? And so then I started the first uh, heels class at like a commercial studio. There, there was no like weekly classes or anything. Um, there's a girl named Aisha Francis who had done like some camps and stuff, but there was no like heels classes at a studio. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to be a teacher. And it was terrifying because they started, they were like, let's just try it. And then trying it became a weekly thing. And I was like, so scared. And that was, had been a long time. So I was just teaching heels, heels, heels. And, you know, I started studying ministry at the top of last year. I started like doing these like mentorship classes. And then I was just like, at the end of the year, I felt I was doing actually choreographing for one of my favorite artists in the world. And I was working shopping choreo for her and it was heels and they wanted it really sexy in this. And it was weird because I was creating it and I went home. My mom was visiting because she was babysitting my dog. So about to leave town and I started crying. She goes, what's wrong? I was like, it's not fun. She's like, what do you mean? You're workshopping choreo for this person. I was like, it's not because of that. It's just because of the sexy stuff. I'm so over it. I don't want to do it. I don't feel comfortable. I'm, I've always struggled with teaching heels and keeping it clean and not doing too much, but making everyone happy. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to lay this down. And if I teach heels, it'll be a happy heel choreo. And I'll teach it when I'm touring or every now and then I'll just do it like that. So I, I resigned from all the studios, which was really hard for me because I was like, I started the first heels class at millennium. So I was like, yeah, no longer going to be doing that. And then after I resigned, this was later, this was the end of last year. 
all of a sudden I have this vision and God's like me, it's like me dancing in like orphanages and prisons and stuff like that. And he's like, I was like, Oh, I'd love to do that. He's like, I know you, I've secretly wanted to do something like that forever. So he's like, just teach free class, make it a nonprofit, do what you want to do. And I was like, not like do what you want to do, like with him, obviously, but like, I didn't want to do this other stuff. So he's like, you've established. And he said, your identity will not be dancer, heals teacher who loves Jesus. It will be, oh, she loves Jesus. She's a dancer and she teaches. And so, yeah, so that's how it came about. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to file it, get a lawyer, make it happen. I got my filing. So that's the picture of it. I, I did like one of the free classes because I've been touring and I haven't really had time to do the stuff yet. And I, I was actually trying to figure out to like film content and do a bunch of stuff before I leave again. But God was just like, don't worry. Like you got the filing done, do the website, do this. And then when we start to slow down, I think August, we slow down. I think who knows? Um, I'm going to probably, I'm going to start mid-year teaching yeah. all classes for free. And my goal is just to like, I know people have to pay. And then the dance classes are going to be faith-based. Like it's going to be Christian hip hop music that you go, Oh, this is Christian. And you know, I could teach a heels class. I could teach a heels class and it's going to be the kind of heels class I want to teach. It's going to be pretty and happy and twirly and maybe some hair whippy, but we're not going to, we're not going to do certain things. I'm just, I'm done. I don't want to do it. I don't have to. I mean, as for all these people, and when I'm teaching, I'm going to teach how I want to teach and it's going to be free and it's going to be about Jesus. And if it's not free, it's because it's a workshop somewhere and I'll teach and do the commercial thing every now and then, but yeah, it's just not my heart anymore. But God did tell me I have to kind of stay in the dance stuff and keep it a little commercial just to keep my, continue to keep drawing those people in, if that makes sense. No, because I talked about, I used to talk about Jesus in my commercial classes mm. and pulled by a studio. I wasn't allowed to talk about Jesus anymore. Mm. Mm-hmm. They were like, you can't talk about God in your classes. I said, yes, I can. I was like, y'all pay 2% of my income. <laughs> I was like, I'll have to be here. You, I'm an independent contractor. I was like, I am not an employee. I was like, y'all for real. And they were like, okay, well, let's not get too crazy. But it was shocking to them after six months after that conversation, I ended up quitting, but not because of that. I just resigned and was like, this is just not what I need to do anymore. You know, it's crazy. Wow. I can talk about God now whenever I want, because we're going to start with prayer. <laughs> I love it. When you were talking about, you know, dancing in um, prisons and I literally got an orphanages. I got chills. I was like, that um, is it because literally like, it's just, it's I'm beautiful. Right. It's going to be so fun. Like, I can't wait. Like I want to be, yeah. I want inmates to people that they are murder row. I'm going to be like, mm-hmm. bro, you beautiful. Drop yeah. it like, drop it, drop it like a Christian. <laughs> I want the arts going all over the world. And I want to see artists thriving, sharing their giftings, inspiring people. And also love seeing artists who are Christians who are being so confident in their faith and sharing the love and the grace that is found in, in God through Christ. Yeah. And that's what you're, that's what you're doing. Like, that's what your, that's what your goal is. That's what God is moving you towards. And you're, you've been doing it too. And now God is just allowing you to do it in this different way. And I love that you said that he still wants you to stay in the space that you're in, you know, in that industry and in the commercial sense. And like, God can use, God is going to use you in all those places. It's so beautiful. I I think that's beautiful to hear. I think it's inspiring um, to see that you know, you got as far as you did in the commercial space and you can pivot and you can do different things that you're good and you can do different things. You, she has her dog for anyone who's listening, you look, can't see her dog. What kind of dog is that? It's so cute. Well, oh, she's a golden doodle, but she black. Like oh, her- <laughs> she has a little, a cute golden doodle. She's very confident, as you can see. That's okay. She's literally been right by my feet the whole time. Aww. Like, for me to be done I usually don't do stuff like this in here because she's very needy like, like needy <laughs> don't talk about me I embarrass her Sorry. No, it's okay <laughs> so cute I was like oh my gosh yeah I just think it's beautiful I think people need to hear that you know what 
And that's why it's so important that we started with your journey because it's just about starting. Like just start. You don't know how God can use you. You don't know how he'll ask you to pivot this way or that way. Like every time I hear people's stories, I interview so many people. I've inter- I've been able to and been blessed to talk to people. And there's always some pivots. There's always some like, oh, do this as well. Not even just like instead, but oh yeah, add this, try this, you know? just like you're doing now. And it's so cool because you just don't know what can come from that. So I love that. I'm so excited for you. 10 years from now, where the, the ministry is going to look like. I exactly. Hope. Yeah, that's, it would be so great. It would be so great to like, literally what I'm doing now is like touring the world, you know, with Lizzo. But how cool would it be to have like Lizzo with me singing to inmates as we're to Christian music and we're dancing? Like that is possible. She will still be my friend. Mm-hmm. And my funded enough for I would be like I can pay for you Lizzo yeah. Come. <laughs> yeah. I, I love would, that that be like I know she has this one song where it says worship me Da-da-da. and I'm like I'm be like Lizzo can you say worship Jesus Da-da-da. she'll be like yeah girl and then she gonna come to the princess with me we gonna dance because I'm still gonna have my knees and we gonna encourage them and just I don't know I just have such a heart for the people that feel like it's there's it's it's hard you know, because mm-hmm. I've been delivered from a lot of things. That's why I have a lot of grace. I mean, I we should all have a lot of grace, but I understand it. Maybe that's why mm-hmm. I'm not so judgy wudgy because I'm like, ooh, baby girl, if you knew me before 2009, I mean, I wasn't out here doing crazy, crazy, but. Yeah, I love your heart for people. I love your vision for like how, how God can use your giftings to impact people. Thank you for sharing that. Um, as we wrap up, I always ask, um, my last question is always, if you had just one piece of advice for anyone who's listening, who is a dancer or not even a dancer, wouldn't even identify as a dancer, but maybe has this curiosity of like, maybe God gave me this love for dance and maybe I should explore it or acting or like, maybe I want to go and audition for this play or this show or this commercial or this music video for Beyonce, or like, maybe I want to do this, but I don't know, like, I'm afraid you know, that person is just like wanting to get started in the arts, but has something stopping them or just hasn't done it yet. If you could just give them one piece of advice to close this out, what would you say? What would you be doing if you knew all your bills would be paid? Ooh. That's like good. you did not have to worry about finances and you knew that everything would be taken care of. What would you really be doing with your life? That's what you probably should be doing. Don't worry. God is your agent. He's your manager. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Thank you so much. And you're such a stand for like the possibility of like, you can absolutely be an artist full time if that's what God has called you to. And like, God can provide, like you can absolutely make money. You can absolutely provide for yourself. And if that's not what you want to do full time and it's a fun hobby, amazing. Like do it, start it, go for it. I think you've given people a lot of like, just possibility like there is so much possibility you've given people just a realization of how much there is in a relationship with God and just knowing God and and being yourself in the arts and so thank you so much for giving your time giving your spirit giving your energy giving your um sharing your faith and your conviction with us I have loved talking with you so thank you for being here I really appreciate it yeah you're a doll and you remind (laughs) me of mine which is so funny say that again you remind me of a really good friend of mine like you sound just like her. And I was like, Christina. <laughs> so oh. but, but, I don't know. Yeah. Thank I'm you gonna, so much. She's going to laugh because y'all that's like, you're like her little cousin or something. Um, but oh. no, you were. And I hope that this continues to do well for you. And you know, I don't say yes to everyone. So, you know, I know I didn't know you, but I was like, no, God told me to say yes. That's the thing. God said, do it. So just so oh that my you. Gosh, know- I prayed about it too, before I sent it to you. Cause yes, I was like. like- I was like, crazy. I was like, okay. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, Could you just tell everyone where we could find you? I forgot um, to connect with you. If anyone wants to like follow you or anything, where can we connect with you? You can find me anywhere. I was like, you can find me on Instagram. You know, I'll be out there on Instagram. My name, Asherlyn Quigley. There's not a lot of Shirley Quigley. So I think it's like Asherlyn Quigley on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Not my TikTok. I just started using TikTok because... I couldn't remember how to get into the other one. So it's just a thank you <laughs> for TikTok. 
but um, I finally just started using it. I'm late to the TikTok game, but that's okay. You're doing great. Thanks. <laughs> doing great. Everything will be in the, yeah, everything will be in the show notes. Everyone can find you <laughs> again. Thank you so much. You're amazing. You're so beautiful. You're so genuine. God bless you. I really appreciate it. Um, right back at you, sis. And I'll see you one of these days in person, whether it be on earth or when we out here in heaven. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Love it. Bye, honey. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Creatively Performing Arts Podcast. I hope you feel encouraged, inspired, and truly impacted by today's episode. And if you can think of one person who would love this show, please share this episode with a friend. And if you wouldn't mind going to Apple Podcasts and leaving a review and rating, it will take 30 seconds and it would truly immensely help the show grow and reach more people who need to use their creative gifts as well. And finally, go to the Performing Arts community on Facebook and join this online free community for you to interact with and connect with other artists. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you so much and I'll talk to you later.